Hello, hello, and welcome to the good shit. How have you been? How have I been more like? <laughs> I guess I'm the one talking here. Um, I actually realized um, a while ago that some people um, don't really listen to podcasts much, so I thought um, I might just give you a little bit of a walkthrough of how to leave... Um, how to write a review for the podcast. So essentially, if you're using the podcast app on um, on iPhone, um, you just go to the podcast description page and you scroll all the way down and then that is where the ratings and the reviews are. And there should be an option for you to add your own. It's, decept- it's deceptively simple if you know what you're doing, basically. Um, but I was like, oh, I'm not going to keep asking people to write reviews if if some people don't know how to, you know. And uh, we can be so stuck in our own little bubble of, oh, well, that's easy. Well, of course you can do that and not realize that other people have totally different experiences and totally different backgrounds and um, totally different perceptions. Um, now, The Good Sheet is actually sponsored by you. And this episode's featured reward is The Sheeter on a Mission. You've got shit to do. Premium pullover hoodie with the official. I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna go into an American accent for this. It needs, you know, how on the radio, and this is actually a thing. I don't know why. On the radio, the disproportionate number of ads are in an American accent here in the UK, and I thought, why? I was like, are pe- do people want to buy stuff that is associated with Amer- American accent? I was like, why? Uh, it just, I thought it was the most bizarre thing. But here I am, wanting to default into an American accent for this. Um, I don't know, it just, it just seems to fit. I think it's with music as well. Songs need to be sung with an American accent to make sense. You know, language is a powerful thing. So this episode's featured reward is the Sheeter on a Mission. You've got shit to do. Premium pullover hoodie with the official. And also there's something very proud about the American accent. It's something like it's a very I love myself sort of accent, you know. Premium pullover hoodie with the official The Good Shit logo in full color. Printed large on the front on a background of your chosen hoodie color of black gray, navy, red, blue, or white. Receive this reward and browse others at the More Colors Inside store, linked in this episode's description. That's it. I'm done. (laughs) I thought I could get uh, one of those professional um, voice recording artists uh, to, to do this, but, you know, this is a very personal podcast, so I'm, you know, I think I should be the one to do this. Um, you know, I look at, I look at the stats sometimes for the episodes and some episodes are significantly more popular than others. Um, and I, I assume it's because of the content or because of the topic title. Uh, but then I think maybe it's also the schedule because I upload, I upload Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So I think maybe the Wednesday ones are more popular because people have more time to listen and on Fridays, they don't want, they don't, you know, they might be doing something else. Um, who knows? There's a lot of unknowns. The thing is, when you are a creator online and you've got an audience, you don't, you don't really know much. You don't really know 
who they are, what they're thinking. You know, you might have 300 people listening to you, you know, 20 of which are regular listeners, one of which has actually written a review so that you know what they're actually thinking, (laughs) you know, once. So it's a pretty black hole in terms of, uh, I don't know who you are and what you're doing and what you're thinking. (laughs) So it can also be a godsend because you're free to talk about what you want to talk about without thinking, oh, this audience is expecting this particular thing or is thinking this particular thing because that can then skew what you're comfortable talking about. And... For this episode, I wanted to go into this theme of completing transition and or not completing transition, being stuck in transition, being, being, you know, or even detransitioning or or reverting or falling back into it or or being disheartened and, and feeling like you need to settle for less than ideal or realizing that a certain a certain final step in transition is impossible or you might not be able to do it or um, and how there's there's this weird bizarre um conflict between looking back on pictures of myself where there are huge differences i mean there's you know it's it's like water and oil you know there's no you know if if you made a collage of uh before and after before after this year that year five years later whatever well, it's actually it's actually not been five years uh, yet for me um it would make one of those wow moments of oh my god what crazy crazy transformation and it's just an undeniable completely com- you know mind-blowing difference and then the other side of it which is feeling like you're nowhere near complete and you may never feel really like it's finished or over or or enough and for the various things that that you know that you have to go through you might even end up feeling like you're going back and um there are some trans people who who have you know as far as they're concerned they have tried everything they could to really make the most of their potential and and years later still feel like that's not necessarily got far enough or anywhere near far enough or they're still struggling struggling with passing which is for most trans people the first the first line of progress let's say And I remember um, in my earlier part of transitioning, you know, this this back and forth of passing as male, not passing as male, 
being stuck between these two worlds where now this person sees a woman and now this person sees a man and now you know and and really not knowing what people were actually seeing <laughs> um is a really awful awful thing to experience um because the discrepancy between being assumed male and being assumed female is so fucking humongous that to constantly switch in between them um, and have people themselves switch their behavior towards you is so unnerving. And I guess it doesn't necessarily need to be. There might be a universe where that doesn't need to happen at all. But because in this universe it is happening and it is so powerful and so... It's, it's one of those things that's invisible to everyone who's already part of it. And so heavy and striking to anyone who has somehow found themselves on the periphery of it. I guess it's a bit like um, watching um, a cult where everyone's doing these inexplicable things and they don't seem to see that. They're very comfortable and it's all very normal to them. It doesn't stand out at all. It blends into their normalcy. And then if you somehow happen to be an outsider and you can witness their lives a bit, I guess, a bit like an anthropologist might, all of a sudden it's quite clear (laughs) that they're mad. (laughs) And these things are insane. You know, why are they doing that? What, you know, what's that about? <laughs> it doesn't seem to have any obvious explanation. Um, so that that's kind of what it feels like, where you almost wish you could be part of it. You wish you could, you know, in the previous episode, talking about brainwashing, you wish, you wish your brainwashing worked. <laughs> you wish your brainwashing had worked properly on you so you could be one of these people not questioning their life and not questioning themselves and not questioning anything but because you snapped out of it um you can't really undo it so now you will always see things differently and you will always be acutely aware of these differences that other people don't even believe you know, I think if you have experienced things in a very default gender way where you felt separate from the other gender, you might not really believe that these things are even real. You, know, you might be one of those boys who thinks that women have smooth legs, <laughs> you know, somehow have to shave their smooth legs. <laughs> uh, you know, you might you might genuinely not have a clue about what is actually happening. You might not know what the fuck is going on. As a woman, you might 
not really believe that men go through bad things. You might not really believe that there is any oppression that is related towards men. You might not believe there is any suffering in being male. Um, you might you might just not believe not believe it full stop. Um, and it takes, I suppose, people like me being dragged through this periphery of experience to really believe it and to see the hysteria of hurt people attacking each other and getting their wires crossed when they are in a fundamental way going through the exact same thing. But because they are unable to get over the fact that they look different and sound different, they are convinced that they are in that fundamental way too different to even try to sympathize or even believe believe each other and believe what they're going through so you have all this noise and I've bizarrely found myself <laughs> at the crossroads of what before to me had seemed as a very black and white situation where I'm right and you're wrong and it's as simple as that. But if you find a way to somehow cross into the other space that initially seemed unthinkably invalid, you realize how easy it is to take any basic fundamental pain and put it through a filter of the most extreme expressions that seem unacceptable to others, whether that be prejudice, bias, hate, discrimination, sexism, whatever it may be, you realize how small that step is between having a visceral experience of being treated like shit and then finding a scapegoat for it or at least an outlet for how you see it to be because that is so relative and subjective. Let's say, for example, you have a situation where a young man and a young woman meet or talk or have a, an interaction. And what the woman is going through is not even related to what the man is going through, even though they are in the same situation with each other. In their head, they are in different universes. And they're convinced that the other person is out to get them. 
So they're just projecting the worst version of that interaction. But the reason it's the worst version is a different reason. If it was the same reason, they could connect over it. You know, if you, if you have some food and then someone else is having the same food and you think, oh, this is awful, and that person can say, yeah, it is, isn't it? You know, you are having the same bad experience and that is something you can connect over. But if you're having different bad experiences, you can't connect. So, um, you know, let's say you're having this food and you think, oh God, this is awful. And then, um, you know, the other person is listening to the music and they think it's really annoying. You can't really connect over that because it's just a different experience. Now, if you, if, if you wrote that song that this person is finding awful... And if they cooked the food that you're finding disgusting, how difficult is it going to be for you to really connect over that? It, you can't because it becomes too personal. That person is not going to say, oh, this song is awful, if they know that you wrote it. And you're not going to say this food is shit because you saw them cook it. <laughs> so you're sort of sat there trying to find something in common that you can connect over when your very existence has already made this person uncomfortable. So, you you know, it can't be helped. And so you kind of default to the worst, the worst possible interaction that you can have with this person. And in a very extreme sense, you can't really do anything about you know, the visceral, symbolic sex of that situation that has caused that dynamic. Uh, you know, no one can do anything about your situation as being what it is. Um, at the end of the day, no one chooses how they're born. They just have to deal with it. And as long as you can't, you know, for most of history, you couldn't do anything about it. Um, there was no point really complaining because if you don't have a solution to the problem, it's almost better to um, to almost pretend it doesn't exist or to minimize it. You know, if, if you're going to have to have 10 kids, be pregnant with 10 kids and have 10 kids, uh, you know, you might as well say that you like it. Because if you're going to say, this is an awful, oppressed life, you know, I guess you'd have no reason to live it. So there is an element of, um, I don't know, there's probably a, the, a correct psychological term for this when you persuade yourself that something is okay when it when it wouldn't be. <laughs> there is nothing okay about being an animal compelled to hurt others i think that's the problem is that we acknowledge that we cannot avoid the fact that we're going to hurt others and that they're going to hurt us back back that is in a way what sex comes down to is this acknowledgement that 
it is designed to be difficult and it has this element of of hurt and of negativity that is baked into it um that is the definition of it it it's not you know it's funny because sometimes people <laughs> people use the example of plants as some sort of nice version of an organism that you know minds its own business but um plants are subversive and the version of plants that most people talk about are flowering plants and flowering plants are extremely sexual you don't even understand how sexual they are think of it this way uh fruit is an ovary that contains seeds embryos if you will well the seed is the seed contains an embryo the plant embryo um in addition to nutrients uh to help it grow in the initial stages of germination so fruit is an ovary that contains this uterus like environment uh for an embryo and the ovary has these alluring properties addictive alluring need based features that draw animals to it they're irresistible um before you form the fruit you've got the flower and the flower equally is this alluring intoxicating jizz fest that attracts insects to it to bathe in the juices of its jizz fest literally be covered in it you know when um in autumn you've got all these trees um all these fluffy things floating in the air sometimes there's so many of them they flood the air and they're just all over the damn place you know you know that is a significant jizz fest right there it is so sexual if you think if you think porn is sexual or um i don't know staring at people who are attractive is sexual that is vanilla as fuck compared to plant sex plant sex is so savage and so unbelievable that you have probably had more sex with plants than you've had with people every time you look at fruit and you think it tastes nice and you touch it and you peel it and you put it in your mouth you are interacting orally with the sex of a plant you are putting it in your mouth 
and it makes you feel good. It gives you something you need. And you swallow it. And you give it something it needs. Not every time, of course. It's not as if you have a banana and then you time your poop to the right time of year and you travel to a equatorial country and you make sure you poop in the right place. <laughs> not, not, not individually, obviously. Um, although there might be an argument for indirectly just because you decided you like it, you're going to cultivate it forever and ever, which, as far as the plant is concerned, great. It doesn't even need to have seeds because you've decided you're going to take care of its reproduction forevermore. <laughs> I mean, what kind of codependent, psychopathic sexual connection is that? Pretty fucking powerful, isn't it? So every time you shove that sex organ in your mouth and you commit to it and you want to bond with it, you, you're, you cannot help it. it. It looks beautiful. It smells amazing. It feels, it tastes good. You need it. Your body needs it. Well, you know, I can't think of a better definition of sex. <laughs> I cannot think of a more sexual thing that is an epitome of sex. It's an epitome of sex. So I suppose back to the man and woman making each other feel awkward because they just inherently hurt. They know they're going to hurt each other because they can't help it. Um, that bond and that fatal using of the other is baked into the dynamic of sex. So, of course, it's going to be weird. You know, of course, no one's stopping you from being a civilized individual, but the underlying conflict is still there. To be honest, people are boring. You know, now that I've, I've got this banana next to me and I've just described the glory, the glory of plant sex... And how we are so having it, uh, you know, putting pretty flowers on the table and eating fruit. Having, you know, why do we do it? Because it feels good, because it looks good. And this thing evolved to satisfy us. It evolved the most good tasting eye candy color flowers that it could that it could and then we picked what we preferred and we are at it we have been at it for a long time and we will keep being at it um I'm now <laughs> squeezing this banana. Okay, this is this is turned into a disturbing plant porn episode that I did not plan for. I did not plan for. Okay, this was supposed to be about something else, uh, but it turned into something else. It's just I'm, you know, I guess the point is, 
our pathetic human issues of uh, sexual conflict with each other are so um, just not even interesting at this point compared to the real sheer power of the other life forms around us. And when you talk about sex and sexuality, you think dog whistling penises pregnancy, which is so boring and lame compared to flowers and fruit and plants and interspecies sex. It's not about reproducing in, you know, with someone else in your own species, but actually transcending that so hard that you are literally using whatever the fuck else you can find to indirectly accomplish your sexual needs. And I think the beautiful thing is that, you know, whilst humans have so much toxicity and violence around sex, plants have done it so beautifully. So beautifully. It's a bit like, Instead of having a war and killing people so you can take their land, you do diplomacy and you do deals and you make allies. Um, And I think it's inaccurate to talk about sex and sexuality from this human point of view of violence and pain. Um, Because at least biologically... That is certainly not the main or even the most interesting version of sex. The plant version of manipulation taken to a ridiculous extreme uh, is a lot more interesting. But maybe I'm just saying that because they made me. Hmm. See, it gets creepy. (laughs) Thank you for listening. Now go back to the Good Sheet info page and write your review because I look forward to reading it.